passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we are back, folks. Another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider coming off a weekend where Michigan really impressed, where J.J. McCarthy in particular really impressed. And that's noteworthy considering who one of the major visitors was uh, last weekend, and that was uh, Jaden Davis, who we will talk about, but lots of other hot sort of recruiting topics and news to get into with the best crew in the land, the best crew around the crew over at the Michigan Insider, joining me as they do every week. Starting off first, Mr. Steve Lorenz. Steve, how are you? Good, guys. Getting through this, uh, you know, I see Iowa scoring seven points, getting losing to Iowa State the next week. It's like, when's Michigan's first real, t- you know, I know Kinnick's a tough place to play, but it's been kind of funny to see Michigan's opponents and recruiting rivals kind of falter to begin the year. So, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. And I, man, you look, Kinnick is always a house of horrors for Michigan for for whatever reason. Maybe it's that way for a lot of people. But for Michigan, I can't help but think 2016 it cost Michigan a playoff shot. That game, uh, whether it's you know Wilton's injury or the loss, uh, one of those things that happened. Michigan probably is in the playoff. But 26 point or tw- 10 points in 26 quarters for. Iowa, I don't know that it's a house of horrors this year, Bryce. How you doing today? Doing good. Uh, yeah, it's funny how we talk about recruiting momentum and in the summer, everyone's freaking about Michigan and saying, what are they going to do? How's this class going to finish? And now you're looking at some of the top teams they're going against on the trail and starting to falter. So we'll see what happens. Well, let's let's start off right there, Steve, because you, you brought it up quite aptly before we came on. And I guess I should mention, listen, uh, you know, the crew over at the Michigan Insider, the support has been through the roof. If you haven't joined over at the MichiganInsider.com, what are you waiting on? A dollar gets you in, gets you in the door. Once you become a full subscriber, you also get access to Paramount Plus. You cannot beat the bang for your buck over on the MichiganInsider.com, whether it's football, basketball, recruiting, analysis, Second to none is what we offer over at the MichiganInsider.com. But, Steve, we spent a lot of time back in the spring talking about the recruiting machine that Notre Dame is. And that hasn't changed. Give them credit. You know, Marcus Freeman, heck of a recruiter. Tommy, Tommy Reese, heck of a recruiter. Al Washington, heck of a recruiter. They are a really, really good recruiting staff. Their recruiting department and team and all the bells and whistles that they put up with waffles and what did they call it? Uh, Leprechaun Day or whatever they call it, Bryce. I don't know what they call it over there. Pot of Gold Day, I guess. Right? Why do I know that? Because they they did all these campaigns, right, where they're top of mind. They're organizing these these events. So they got the recruiting thing down. But what did we say, Steve? You know, try to drag out some of these recruitments as long as you can. Those that you can't, just, you know, keep them hot, keep them warm so you can come back on, come back on them 
uh, down the line because let's wait to see if those guys can coach. Let's wait to see if the season sort of brings them back down to earth a little bit, thinking that it's going to be Ohio State. But it wasn't Ohio State, Steve. It was Marshall. I mean, yeah. I, it's, so here's the thing. One game is not going to change any recruitment. The problem is I'll look at what Notre Dame's schedule looks like the rest of the year after they lose a game like Marshall and starting quarterback for the entire season. Uh, Buchner with like a, saw I think a shoulder issue or whatever. They still got North Carolina, BYU, Stanford, Clemson. I mean, there's still – you see a lot more losses on that schedule now, and that's when they start to add up. Uh, that's where you're going to see teams like Michigan, and honestly, maybe Michigan more than anybody, right? I mean, we, that's what we talked about all offseason, is that that's who Michigan's primary rival has been, is, uh, is Notre Dame, right? They recruit a similar type of kid, uh, more on-the-field, off-the-field type guys to kind of fit the program. So, yeah, if you're Michigan staff – I got to imagine uh, they're at least putting out the feelers. I know Charles Jagusa, the top 100 lineman out of Illinois, is a guy I expect them to at least take a pulse with, see where things are at there. I don't know. That's This is where I, maybe, you, maybe Sam, Bryce, you guys might have a better idea. When do you do that? Do you do it now after a loss like Marshall, or do you maybe let the schedule play out a little bit more? You know, take a couple you – know, that's why I said that at North Carolina yeah. next weekend, right? Like how do you – do you, do you keep bank? Do you hope they lose another one down the road and it gets even worse, or do you do it like the, when things are really like look really bad, like they do right now? Right, so, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, you know, and it's an interesting strategy, and you wonder if these are the kinds of discussions that are going on uh, in the building. But if it's me, the the contact you you've been keeping these guys warm, right? You've you've maintained uh, conversations with. Their their family, you know, the moms, the dads, the kid. Not every day, not not all the time, like you would if they weren't committed, right? Not all the time, like you like you would if they were committed to you. But uh, you know, it was it's one of those things where if you maintain contact over time, where you're just checking in, like, hey, I'm just checking on you, Charles, right? I'm just you know seeing how you're doing, Cam. I'm just you know, oh, and then when this happens. It's not just this opportunist dropping in, which I guess is fine too, but it's not just this opportunist dropping in saying, Hey, are you think are you thinking of looking around? No, you've been maintaining the relationship all along. Hopefully that's what Michigan and I think they have. I think they have been doing that with a number of guys. Right. So, you know, whether it's commitments or how about this one? Cause they <laughs> they had Jeremiah Love on campus, man. So one of those things where that's a guy that's still up for grabs that, you know, I know in Michigan circles, in some of the recruiting circles, the talk was it's, it's Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and Michigan. And those two teams, Bryce, suffered upset defeats, embarrassing upset defeats last weekend. Yeah, I you know, I, I don't even think this stems just to Notre Dame. I mean, you can look at, go down that commit list, you're going to see Jen Osbury. Uh, Peyton Bowen, the, just a couple guys that they've really been recruiting extremely hard before they committed. Uh, and I, I'm not – I got I to gotta bring it up. It's, it's the elephant in the room. Dante Moore had tweeted out during the game, and I'm not saying he's flipping, but I'm saying he is watching. 
That is a fact. He is definitely yeah. watching. And then he deleted a tweet. Basically, it said JJ and Donovan Edwards. It's a crazy duo. I got a lot of people's you know feelers and well, what's going on? What? But at the same time, the more you see Michigan win, the more you see these other schools lose. You can see more opportunities. And this is a formula that worked perfectly for Michigan last cycle. Because if you think Darius Clements, mm-hmm. Keon Saab, Eric Moore, all these guys were, they weren't even their pipe dreams at best. Next thing you know, they're in the class. Mason Graham is committed to Boise State. Zeke Barry, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at guys, and like you said, Sam, the biggest thing I would do is just keep the iron in the fire. Just like you said, don't make it seem like your hair just, hey, just say, how <laughs> oh, you been? You know, you knock on the door on Thanksgiving. You right. haven't seen that family member in years, and all of a sudden you hear they're cooking certain right. food. And, hey, how you been? It's no, you don't yeah, want to man. show up on Thanksgiving like that. You want yeah. to be. Dude's getting drafted, and all of a sudden every everyone shows up at the party, right? Right. You, yeah. I mean, come on. You, you got to show up at Easter, Christmas. You got to right. be at all the holidays, all the events. But this is something where I think Michigan can take advantage of. The schedule definitely helps them where they can kind of rack up some of these wins. And because, like you said, and Steve said, when is that first test for Michigan where we could definitely see a loss? And, I, I'm, you know, they're not bringing in a lot of the top guys, you know, these past recruiting weekends. But they are doing their due you know, due diligence on keeping in touch with the guys, keeping tabs with them. And we talk about, again, coaches getting fired. Scott Frost just got fired. And next thing you know, Hayden Moore, a linebacker out there in Utah, is committed to the Cornhuskers years from Michigan. So this is going to be a pattern. This is going to be a trend that we're going to see carry on throughout the season and going forward. Yeah, man. And, and look, the, the key is iron in a fire is a great way to put it because now you aren't that that it's a great analogy you came up with you aren't that person that that coach that school that just showed up when it looks good oh oh you're having problems now i'm here no no no, don't do don't do that and i think that you can whether you look down at lsu i know they maintain contact with Jalen brown and all of a sudden look Jalen brown's taking a visit to a&m now right so you you do that i know for a fact Having spoken to, I won't get into who, having spoken to people in, in Dante's circle, say, hey, man, you know, these schools, they, look, he, he's committed, but there's no reason why these schools shouldn't keep recruiting him. I mean, you just never know. So I think that you'd be wise if you're any of these schools, not just Michigan, to be maintaining contact with all of these players. And I think Michigan has been doing that because of the experience that you laid out. Bryce and so will it reap dividends I don't know what would the so getting back to Steve's question what would the call be assuming you've been maintaining contact with Charles Jagusa and Peyton Bowen and Jay Nosberry right well when they lose to Marshall that's when you start turning the conversation from all right hey how you doing just checking in to hey are you thinking about taking a visit that's when now now you start talking about can you get him on campus, right? That I think it's a nice as long as you've been around, you can start having those conversations now. And I would be surprised if if Michigan isn't doing that at this point. And I'm really interested in in the Jeremiah Love angle, right? Can 
that is one that quietly Michigan has been lurking. There was some talk that he was on the verge of committing to, to Notre Dame, and it didn't happen. And it didn't happen, right? I know that they're really feeling uh, they're really feeling Clink. They're really feeling Ron. <clears throat> you know, there was a great appreciation for, for Jay Harbaugh, who's done a great job in St. Louis. That entire staff was doing a really, really good job with Jeremiah Love. You got to give him to a game. I give him to a game. So we'll see what happens along those lines. But absolutely warrants, mission, warrants mentioning the, the struggles that these these teams are having and whether or not that's going to open some avenues or reopen some avenues for Michigan in recruiting time. We'll tell on that. They didn't need to reopen an avenue with some of the guys that made it to campus, though, Bryce, like Caden McDonald, a guy from down in in the Peach State, Michigan's been doing a lot of work in, and uh, he came up, had himself a great visit. Yeah, so this is a guy, 6'3", 3'10", 315, probably their top defensive line prospect at this point in the 2023 class. Um, from the same school as DJ Turner before he actually transferred to IMG. And so going into this visit, you know, he had several connections with Michigan. First off, he trained with Chris Hinn. Another fellow Georgia native guy, you know, played at Michigan a couple years ago or I guess last year. Um, DJ Turner, I just mentioned, he's friends, you know, with the family. So he knows the family extremely well. And the other biggest thing is Jesse Minter and Mike Elston, not much really talked about in terms of recruiters, maybe more Mike Elston so far instead of Jesse Minter. But both of them have been putting, you know, full-blown foot to gas and just going all for this recruitment. And the biggest thing I heard, too, Jim Harbaugh is making a, you know, appearance and really big effort to say, hey, you're a guy we want, you're a guy we need, and you're someone that could help us in the future going forward. He took his official visit this weekend. He came up here, arrived, I want to say, Saturday morning. He was actually picked up by Mike Elston and Jesse Minter, that's just to show the love, kind of how how much they are prioritizing. And plus, biggest thing there, too, they had one official visitor. That was him. That's all they brought in. I think that was by tactic. I don't think that and that was a good strategy by them. I don't think that was something that, you know, they just couldn't get guys in because it's a night game. I think they could have definitely got more guys in. But that just shows how high up on the board he is. Um, I know he had a really good time. Spent a lot of time, like I said, with the coaching staff plus the players. His player host was Kenneth Grant. Um, they both have pretty similar personalities, especially having seen both and talked with them in person. I kind of known, kind of got the vibe. Um, so I could see how that was a good match and good pairing with him. And he got to see the campus tour, hit some food spots. And, over, you know, overall, I think this was a visit that helped Michigan check a lot of boxes. Um the biggest box they're working on right now is distance. You know, obviously coming from the Peach State, that's not the closest um, suitor for, you know, in Canaan McDonald's recruitment compared to like a Florida State, LSU, um, other schools he's looking at. But came up with mom. Mom had a good time. Mom is definitely going to be a factor. Her voice is definitely going to be heard at the end of the day on where Canaan goes. And both of them really enjoyed the experience. He does have a couple official visits still to go. He's going to be at Ohio State this upcoming weekend. A couple other places he's going to hit. Clemson is a big school. But, I was, you know, I was told right now 
looks like Michigan and Florida could be two of the main teams to be in this race. I think Clemson, I won, you know, count them out, Ohio State, obviously, and then Oklahoma's done a really good job in this recruitment, kind of being a dark horse as well. But overall, Michigan did everything they could. They rolled out the red carpet, and you just at this point got to see where the chips fall. Yeah, man, only official visitor, but not the only significant visitor, right? As another big timer on on campus, Steve, and a guy who we when we talked about him on the podcast after the barbecue, we told people he watch Brian Robinson rise in the rankings, and it wasn't because he's this big Michigan recruit. I mean, you could see the kind of summer he had. It was the MVP of two different Michigan camps. I mean, you compare him to where he is physically, where he was physically last year. He's like 40 pounds heavier. You see, you know, you see videos of some of his workouts on, on social media. He's rocked up. You got all these schools from all from Bama to Georgia, you know, A&M, all these schools all over the place coming at him. He's a big time guy. And our guys, our analysts certainly agree as he has rocketed up the rankings, but still sitting right there as clearly one of the top schools on his list. And another visit, another great visit experience, Michigan with 2024 uh, edge standout, Brian Robinson. Yeah, so uh, Steve Wiltfong, our director of recruiting, put in a crystal ball for Robinson coming out of this visit. Uh, I think a lot to that crystal ball, and see if you guys agree, I think the biggest reason that I give a lot of credence to this one in particular uh, is because Ohio State has not offered him yet, uh, right? And and again, we're not talking about a kid that Michigan's rolling the dice on here out of Ohio. I mean, he, he, like you mentioned, Sam, uh, he's got Georgia, A&M, Notre Dame, Penn State. He's got 30-plus offers. Uh, I've always been of the belief Ohio State thinks an in-state kid is favoring Michigan. I think they're just going to abstain from offering him, period, to, not, to, to, to eliminate the perception that Michigan is beating Ohio State for a prospect. Interesting. Right? I've always – I mean, there, I mean, there, don't get me wrong. There are guys that they both offer. Michigan's won some of those battles. But in a situation like this where, you know, Michigan offered early, they've done a really good job, and it looks like they're probably being favored. I just think from a perception standpoint, I just always feel like Ohio State has maybe hesitated a little bit. Like, did, did Ohio State eventually offer Nolan Rumler? Like, I don't remember – if they I ever cannot, did, I think they it, did. It might have been late, though. I feel like yeah. I feel like they might have come in late. Uh, but either way, that's something I've kept an eye on in this recruitment. I mean, he did. He camped there. He did visit for their first game of the season. Uh, then he visits Michigan the next week. Has a good visit. Michigan gets the crystal ball from Wilt Fong. Uh, to me, that says that Ohio State is probably not going to be offering him anytime in the near future. Uh, if Wilt Fong believes Michigan's in the driver's seat there, so. Uh, but yeah, hey. Who cares? Uh, right. This is a kid right. you take it, right? I mean, okay, keep your perception. Uh, that's fine. Michigan will take him all day. This is, a, I mean, Youngstown, we talked about Steve Klinkscale in this race being a huge ace up the sleeve. Uh, and, and we know what Mich- if there's a school, we've gotten to the point now that if there's a school that knows how to identify an edge prospect, uh, it's got to be Michigan. They're not going to take a. We've seen them get, they've gotten some of the high-ranked guys, but we've seen what they've done with some of the other guys. Uh, Robinson, more the former, a, more of a higher rank guy with a lot of offers, uh, but they're not going to just take a guy there. Guy, I mean, they're only going to take players that they think can really, really contribute, right? So the, it would be a great win if Michigan can eventually pull it off. It does feel like they're in the lead, though, at, at the very least, right? I mean, they, 
feels like they've been trending there throughout the summer. So, uh, yeah, no, it would be a great addition for them. It would give them their second edge because Mason Curtis is technically being recruited as an edge guy. Uh, you talk about a guy who's playing safety. <laughs> like, that's how athletic these guys – that's how athletic they look for these guys at that edge spot. So, uh would be a really nice one-two combo to start things off at edge in 24. Yeah, man. Uh, some some great ground, some great tracks laid already in that recruitment. With the times he's been on campus, he's been coached by the the coaches at camp and the relationship with Steve Klinkscale. I mean, he said it, Bryce, when he came, that it, same street. I mean, they, they go back. If I'm him, and you said, hey, maybe Ohio State isn't offering because, you know, perception-wise. If I'm him, my perception is one of two things. They're slow playing me. Maybe they're, okay, thinking that they could just pop in whenever they want to with an offer. Or Larry Smith, or excuse me, Larry Johnson doesn't have the kind of juice to get these offers across that he used to. Why am I thinking that if I'm, again, I, Brian Robinson didn't say, I'm just giving you how I would take it because Brian, Larry Johnson says he loves Brian Robinson. Like, he, he's all over him. I want you. You're my guy. But there's no offer, right? If I'm Steve Klinkscale, I'm certainly saying that. And, and maybe Klink hasn't said it, but if Klink hasn't said it, you know Vince Morrow said You guys know how Vince recruits, right? <laughs> so for those who don't know, Vince is, is uh, Kentucky's lead recruiter, right? He's their, their recruiting guru down there. And Vince pulls guys to Kentucky that you wouldn't expect for him to be able to pull. And I think that's who they're going head-to-head with, guys. I think they're going head-to-head with Kentucky in this recruitment because Vince Morrow is Clink's cousin. He's from Youngstown, too. Same street, all that, all the same things that apply, the, the attributes that apply to Michigan in terms of connection apply to Kentucky and Vince Morrow. They've been there since the beginning. He's been on that campus multiple times. And he's a – this is a kid that I don't think is going to be wowed by Obama and, oh, man, A&M and look at everything that's going on down at Georgia. Those schools, I expect him to take a, a look, take a gander, but I don't think that he'll be wowed by, you know, the big-time profile that they have as programs any more than he's wowed by the profile of Michigan. I think it was more – it's more about, hey – you know, you, you got a great mix. I know the coaches there. Look at their edge development, as you pointed out, Steve. And they happen to be a big-time institution as well. I lay that out, though, to say don't just assume that they're going to beat Kentucky because Michigan and Kentucky. I think it's going to be much more substantive than that for this young man. So big-time recruit. You got him on campus again for a game. I don't think this will be the last time. And it was another thing. I, I don't know if – I know you guys caught it in Steve's story, uh, Bryce and Steve. I'm talking about Steve Wilfong's story. But the comment that Brian Robinson made about Jaden Davis, about – you remember that that quote there, Bryce, what he said Jaden Davis told him? I know. I don't know if the quote right in front of me, but he essentially – Yeah. Yeah. He said, you don't want to – don't play against me, play with me. Right. And so that's – that's very telling. I'm not saying that's, you know, something to come, but it could be, you know. It, it impacted him, though. Remember, we were just having this conversation about perception. I know, I think I can figure out how he perceived that. Oh, man, he must really like Michigan, right? I mean, not to say that he's going to go to Michigan, but this is a serious threat 
for arguably the number one quarterback in that class, a quarterback who I went to see him said he is absolutely going to recruit. He's going he's gonna to have the top class, the number one class in the country. That is a goal of his. And so we have an interview with his dad that we'll play uh, after the break where we talk about how important it is for him to, to be a, a class catalyst, so to speak. Now, will that shape his timeline or move his timeline at all? I don't know that. But it stands out to me, Steve, that he is on Michigan. He's on a Michigan visit and not committed to Michigan. But he's already planting the recruiting seeds with other kids that were on campus visiting Michigan. Yeah, and why else would Brian Robinson even mention that in the interview, too, unless it made a really big impact on him, right? I mean, there's plenty of things you could talk about on a, on a game day visit. You know, for, for him to, I think, I want to say Will Fong almost led the article off with that quote. I mean, that's how kind of striking it was. So, yeah, you know, it, it's really uh, trending. You know, it feels like things are really. You know, things have looked pretty solid for Michigan for a while here in, in, in the Jane Davis recruitment. But, yeah, the longer it goes on, I mean, he's back again already. Even a visit, did we, right, Sam? When you went down and saw him, I don't think this visit was planned yet, was it? It was it? not. It was not. So this visit kind of just comes out of thin air almost. Uh, he's back on campus again already. Uh, Georgia's recruiting two guys at quarterback between Jaden Davis and, and Julian Sane out of California. Michigan, Jaden Davis is the guy for them, like by far. They, so Michigan has that. Saiyan may decide soon. If that goes in Georgia's favor, then, man, it because it still feels like Georgia. I mean, has he even been anywhere else? I, I, know, I know he's mentioned Penn State and LSU and some other schools, but I don't know how long it's been since he's been to a different school or watched. Didn't he go to Atlanta for the Georgia against Oregon? I think he was in the crowd or something. They couldn't can't host guys. But it just does. It feels like it's been Michigan-Georgia. For, for quite a while, but man, to come back up second game of the season after you were just up there at the, at the end of July is, uh, God, that's a great little, to me, you know, to go see Georgia play Oregon and then to go up to Ann Arbor the next week really feels like, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those two schools, but with, but it feels like Michigan's made him a bigger priority and, and maybe could argue maybe done a little bit of a better job too. Yeah. They've, they've done a tremendous job recruiting him, recruiting his family. That, that stuck out to me when I was down there. Uh, it stuck out to me on the visit. You see some of the photos his dad is is posting about the family photos and his his younger son connecting with Juwan, which we talk about uh, in the interview that you'll hear coming up. But, you know, him coming back for a third time, I mean, it's a fortuitous sponsor. People hated uh, Hawaii a night game. If Hawaii was a day game, Jaden Davis isn't up here. So it, it was an opportunity that they were able to lean into uh to, to get him up to experience it right and it was a world i mean they flew up in the morning uh and basically come right over to the building into the game and they they sit around all day or move around all day he's they, i guess they were taking them around like they were the you know like like they were the princes of zamunda so to speak right they were the royal family like you would like you would a five-star quarterback and and that five-star quarterback's family. But then after that, you got the rain delay. And so, you know, they're hanging out, and they're like, oh, man, it's, it's making the day so much longer. And then from there, they walk back in the stadium, and all those people are there. It was, it was an amazing representation of Michigan fandom. It's important to, to point one other thing that he, he brought up, though. Just as an aside, 
and I, I'm curious you guys' take on it. He brought up unsolicited. We're talking about his impressions from the game. And he said, hey, we didn't like how they were booing their quarterback. Talking about talking about K. Now, whether you whether you believe they were booing Cade or booing the decision to play Cade and, and pull JJ in the second half of that game, whatever the reason, or they were booing the offensive line for giving up the sack, it was perceived as they're booing their quarterback. And it was not a good look. And you will hear his dad talk about that. Now, Steve, I, I don't expect for that to shape the recruit. I don't expect that to be the deciding factor in, in this recruitment. But, man, y- y- you just don't want to throw negative logs on the fire. You don't, you don't want to throw wet logs on the fire, so to speak. That's a wet log that is totally avoidable. That's one thing that fans can do is, man, just don't boo your old guys, right? Or let alone boo the guy that led you to a freaking Big Ten title last year. I mean, give me a break. You're up what thirty five to zip at this point. I I mean, granted, and we I think we've we made it clear. Point probably point zero 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 one, right? Percent of the fans in the crowd were were actually participating, but even here, a couple. Yeah, it's just kind of odd, and and yeah, it's like it's, just can't can't stay out of some fans just can't stay out of their own way. Uh, with that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I agree, though, Sam. I don't think it's something that will merit any serious discussion. Uh, they could probably turn on some Georgia games, too. I think Stetson Bennett got booed uh, a few times last year, even uh, early in the season when it was either last season or whenever he was battling out with a job or whatever because he was an old preferred walk-on. I remember uh, him getting booed in some different scenarios. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things that just happens at games. But, yeah, I mean, just the context – Case here against Hawaii, uh, really was really no reason for anybody to do that. And uh, you know, like you said, wet log. They took, they took the time to notice it, right? It's not you know, it it's, it's yeah, it's not as if it's uh, you know something to just totally sweep under the rug. But just uh, yeah, gotta assume Michigan coaches are aware and have probably uh, taken steps to just say you know it's just a. Alcohol, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Blame it on something. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> so, right. Long day, night alcohol, game. A lot of right. people, yeah. A lot of you. Got a lot of people at tailgate at like noon, you know, before a night game. They don't know what's going on by the third quarter. So, yeah, I don't know. Man. Yeah. So, hey, look, I didn't. As people will hear in the interview, I didn't ask about that. He mentioned it unsolicited, so it stood out enough for him to for him to bring it up. But I do not think it it soured them at all. So that was the. The third visit in, what, four months? And the other thing, one of the real big takeaways, they're coming back for another game. They're coming back for another game. And so one of the things I dug into with them was like, do you, do you guys need to see Michigan against tougher competition? And he was like, oh, man, this is kind of like a setup. I said, no, I'm, I'm, as you're looking at, you know, if you're evaluating these programs and you're talking about development of, of quarterbacks, do you need to see JJ against better competition to get a better feel for that? And he said, we just want to see a better game. Like I, I think it'll be the Michigan state game that they, that they ultimately, I just look at, I think it'll be that game that they come back for, but he said, we're coming back for a game. That's going to be the biggest game. You want to see the biggest game on the home schedule. I suppose you can come to Penn state, but Michigan has made a habit of beating the brakes off of Penn state in, in Ann Arbor, right? I, I mean, I'm not to say that that's definitely going to happen again this time, but 
Michigan State is going to be a bigger game. So I, I anticipate that being the game that they return for. He does not say that, as you'll hear in the interview. He just says, well, we're coming back for a game. But I agree. I think Michigan's out front for, for Jaden. They've done a whale of a job recruiting him, recruiting the family. Channing Goodwin Bryce, who I know you talked to, uh, his teammate and the son of uh, uh, of one of my classmates, Jonathan Goodwin. He's uh, he's feeling Michigan clearly. Uh, not to say that he's going to commit or anything, but I don't know what kind of vibe you get, Bryce. I I would pick Michigan as the leader for for Channing. Yeah, I I think with when it comes to Channing, at least Michigan and them, they're they're taking the right approach with that recruitment. They're not resting on their laurels. They can, you know. Dad played at Michigan. He's just going to come here automatically. That's not the case. But as we've been stating, these kids keep coming and coming and coming up, and that can only help Michigan at this point. And so biggest takeaway he gave me was, you know, for him, this I think was his first game day experience at Michigan, you know, as a recruit. So to actually see the environment, like you said, Sam, I think a lot of prospects were impressed with not only just the game itself, but all the fans that stayed, you know, I mean, it, that was not like a five minute weather delay. We're talking like, you know, downpour. It was a monsoon out there and people still came in and you looked at the stadium around there and it was still packed. But obviously the talk was JJ's performance. I mean, if you could pick, you know, and I know this is going back to Jane Davis, but if you could pick one game for him to see, is JJ's first start. Yeah, man. And not only that, he has a 93.8, you know, PPF, whatever rating for quarterback, you know, percentage-wise performance. And it's just like, could you, could you have picked any, the, the, everything was there. Everything you wanted to see was there. The big throws, the running, you know, around the pocket, stepping in, him taking off, just displaying all the different, I guess, features and different things you can show and, and more of this new look offense. Whereas, you know, last year was more of a three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, let's just kind of pound the rock. And now it's starting to look like a Lambo, a little Ferrari with JJ back there. It's a, it's a, it's a nice sports car. You know what I mean? So it's just overall, I think, they didn't, you know, hurt themselves by any means. They definitely helped in both those recruitments. And going forward, that's a school you want to get very comfortable with and very good with. And yeah. obviously it went well. And we've talked about that, the Providence Day, a lot for, for that very reason. And to that point, to emphasize it as we get to this break and then get to the interview uh, with Mr. Jeremiah Davis, the father of Jaden Davis, uh, the McCarthy connection. Like, that's, that's real. And it predates Jaden being a Michigan recruit. They reached out to the McCarthy's when, as I explained previously, they reached out to the McCarthy's to talk about uh, IMG as an option before Jaden decided to come back to uh, Providence Day where he was at as a middle schooler. He, uh, you know, he looked at the possibility of going to IMG. And that's when the families and the dads really started speaking uh, and talking about it and getting advice and uh, Jaden talking to, to JJ some. And and so when he came to say, you got a whole day to kill, who, who do you hang with? Who do you connect with? You reconnect with the McCarthy. So the dads are hanging out and the moms are hanging out and the kid. 
I mean, that's a real, real thing. And so to your point, Bryce, then you go out and you see that guy ball out. That's just another feather in Michigan's recruiting cap. So uh, you'll hear more on the Davis recruitment, this most recent visit, the impact that he hopes to have on recruiting somewhere, maybe Michigan, who knows, we'll see uh, down the line. Uh, but his dad sort of recapped the experience uh, for us here on the podcast. We'll get to that on the other side here on the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Wanted to kind of touch base and kind of see what you guys thought of this latest experience. Oh, it was it was good, man. Uh, yeah, it was even with the rain delay. Uh, I guess it gave it, um, Jaden and us more time to. Well, it's kind of aggravating to be honest, but <laughs> it, it did give, it, it did give them uh, more time to talk to players and all that stuff. And uh, you know, it was a long day for us, man. I'll be honest, it was a long day. We flew up that that Saturday and uh, got up early, flew up there, and then you know we didn't get get to bed till about man, what two o'clock? Yeah, yeah. Then got up and flew out. So, but but other than but no, I mean. It, it it was it was great, man. It was just you know that that ran like it didn't really mess up anything from our standpoint. Um, I mean, we still got to do a lot of different things, man. And I guess in a short period of time. Did you guys get a chance to hook up with the McCarthys at all? I mean, obviously, you know, they whole family had to be in town with him starting the game. You get a chance to connect with them? Oh, most definitely, man. We talked about that beforehand. I mean, <laughs> man, JJ Dad, you know, he said. Uh, I can't say what he said, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I made it a point that uh, they, you know, they had their own little. They took us to the parent little um, area, whatever, and uh, you know, uh, we got up, we uh, chopped it up for a little bit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, his dad is cool as hell, man. He's like almost like family to us. So uh, you know, my wife and his wife talked a little bit and we chopped it up, and then. It started raining, so they rushed us out of there. <laughs> like who's <was> the president? <laughs> so hey, when you when you started talking to them, that 
that wasn't even about Michigan, right? When you when you connected with them at first, the McCarthy's. No, nah, that was on some whole different advice stuff. Um, mm-hmm. We was talking about some high school football type stuff, and then it's kind of ironic. Uh, it, it led to this and hell. That was um, man. How long ago was that? JJ's been there. What this is sophomore season, this so sophomore it had. Season, to, yeah. So it had to been like. You know what? It was Jaden's sophomore season. Yeah, it was Jaden's sophomore. Yeah, somewhere in early Jaden's sophomore season. And uh, and then from there, we, you know, we kind of kept in touch. And it's just crazy that how this thing came full circle and we got even closer. So Yeah, yeah. So what did you guys, I mean, watching him play, what did you think of the performance? Oh, man, we, uh, I'm a J.J. McCarthy fan. Man, that, that, that uh, besides the football, but uh, man, he's just a good kid, a good young man, I would say. Uh, man, he's very respectful and all that stuff. Uh, Jaden loves him. Uh, you know, they text back and forth, and I don't know, it's just a lot of mutual respect. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, I didn't know about J.J. until Jaden was telling me, you know, these – these kids, they follow, you know, the quarterbacks and stuff. So, Jamie kind of looks up to him. But uh, before even all this happened, just follow him, you know, because he was ahead of Jaden. So, uh, uh, nah, man, that, that dude got – he's special. He had a skill set. He, he's definitely a gunslinger and he's yep. smart about it too. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you you got a chance to, to see the game day experience as well. I was – I thought maybe – People would leave after the rain delay, but everybody, you know, stayed. Now, what did you think of the atmosphere? No, nah, it was uh, it was good. It's special, you know. Uh, Jawan Howard was there. I mean, we've seen a lot of different folks, but you know, it's kind of disappointing hearing people boo a kid. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was like, yeah, that wasn't right, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. That, I mean, I'll be honest. That's people not used to winning. That one, right, man. Yeah, I, I'm a huge JJ fan, but that other kid, um, he he took him and they did all that stuff, man. You know, at the end of the day, that's that just one, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because if it was my son, it'd be some. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I know what you're saying. The, parent, the parents and all that, man. That's just tasteless, like. Who does that? You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just it's one to have a, com- a quarterback competition, and then it's another one just be damn right ignorant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. So, yeah, man. Um, so I'm gonna send you. We did a breakdown. I do a breakdown every week with with Devin Gardner, a former Michigan quarterback, and he. Oh yeah, him and him and Jaden. Pals. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, he he did a, like a whole segment on Jaden. I guess he had him at the Elite Eleven. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did a whole segment on on Jaden as a quarterback. Impromptu. I didn't even know he. I didn't even know he knew Jaden uh, at all. And he just started talking about him at the at the Elite Eleven camp and how good he was and what he thinks of him as a player and how he ran into him again uh, at Michigan. So I, I mean. Did you know? Does Does Jaden did Did he talk to you about his Elite Eleven experience? Does he remember Devin for that from that, or was it mostly kind of the interaction at Michigan? I, I wasn't around him. Um, I know um, 
Uh, he met him at Elite 11. Um, Devin knows Jaden's quarterback um, coach. We had a com- conversation about that when uh, when I met Devin at the Elite 11 and stuff. You know, how you sh- uh, about uh, Jaden's quarterback coach, you know. And, uh, but other than that, uh, you know, uh, they just hung out, man. I think they exchanged numbers and all this other stuff. But uh, him uh, and uh, Denard uh, Robinson, you know, they all hung out. You know, they had the whole black quarterback thing going on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but, nah, nah, they all good guys, man. Yeah, it's all good guys. So, you, you, one of the things I remember you, you saying, Jaden, talking a whole lot about was was QB development so I, I wonder do you do you take much in that regard away from from JJ's performance in this game or do you need to see him against better competition to get the kind of feel for it that you guys are looking for <laughs> that's a setup question man <laughs> come on man <laughs> I mean it's, it's real talk because everybody keeps saying it's hey man, it's Hawaii. It's Hawaii. It's Hawaii. Yeah, that's what that's what some fans, some pundits say. I'm curious what what you guys say as as people who are evaluating that aspect of Michigan. I mean, JJ is talented, man. Yeah, would you want to see that against um, Ohio State or <clears throat> Michigan? Yeah, but he's gonna build up to that. I mean, the kid got to get his feet wet some somewhere, and uh, I mean. I'll be honest with you, you either got it or you don't. And if and if he would came in and dropped a goose egg, which I didn't expect him to do, then he dropped a goose egg. You know, but th- that kid, man, uh the way that they got him prepared um last year was sticking him in the games with limited experience and all that stuff, right? That helped um propel him to where he is he's at now. So it's not like sticking a kid in I, I don't look at the Hawaii game like he's just – it was his his, his first start or his first time touching the field. Uh, no, he, he was – I think I recall him playing in, uh, against uh, uh, Michigan State and, and everybody wanted to blame him for the fumble and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he played in some, some key moments, you know. That, that helps with the development of the kid as well all through last year. So that helped push him to where he's at now. And all all that does, because it was against Hawaii or whoever else, but all playing against Hawaii does is help uh, mentally prepare him for the next game and prepare for the next game. And once he gets into um, uh, playing, um, you know, the the, the the conference schedule, I think he's going to be lights out. I mean, it, it, it's it's just smart football. Why would I mean, why would you stick a kid in there? Uh, and start him against Ohio State, right. man. And he, and he hasn't even built his confidence up to that. That's just that's wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. But man, you you going back? You yeah, y'all really been watching if you going back to last year, for sure, man, for sure. So so how about this? When it when it comes to the other recruits that were on campus, find it very interesting. Uh, you know, how kids talk. I, I'm not saying read anything into this, but. You know, I don't know if you know the kid Brian Robinson. He, uh, you know, Steve, the DN. yeah, the DN, DN out of out of mm, Austin Town yeah. Fitch in, in Youngstown, Ohio, and he, he, he was enamored with Jaden, talking about, man, that's a big time guy, and you know, it was impressive that he was at Michigan. Then he said that Jaden told him, "Hey, man, you want to play with me?" 
Not against me. Now, again, not reading anything into that, but but it, it speaks to him already starting to plant, kind of plant some recruiting seeds for wherever he goes. Is that going to be an aspect of his his timeline thought process that he is going to be a part of a class so he can recruit a class? Have you guys talked about that? I ain't got to talk about that. Um, Jaden talks about that on his own, but I can tell you that my son is confident and uh, where he goes, he's going to have um, one of the top recruiting class because people people draw on to him. It just he's a leader in personality and stuff. So, I mean, he's going to these places. He's I'm pretty sure that they already recruiting each other. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a, I think Jaden told me that it's like a 24 after these uh, texts going around these kids got, man, they deep in it. So they kind of, they already kind of recruiting each other, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't know the half of what these kids do. Clearly. I don't even, Clearly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're probably already in the works. As far as that, it just depends on where they're going to land up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it, man, you know, what we, last time we talked, we talked about you, we talked about Jaden. What does your wife think of, of the Michigan trip? And what does she think of this, or both trips, as a matter of fact? She loves it. And that's what I was going to say. She loves it. Okay. I mean, that that is so, <clears throat> I know it's short to the point, but I mean, um, uh, she loved it. I mean, I can't say anything else. So she enjoyed every bit of it. I mean, hell, I was babysitting my damn son, man. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, my, my five-year-old had his own little, I thought we were going to have to put her on the plane and bring her back. <laughs> so how did the whole, I saw the pictures on Twitter, man. How did the, the Juwan thing come about? Uh, it was sent down and, um, I guess um, Paige, um, yeah, Paige, um, she was walking around. She was one of the recruiting assistants, and um, and uh, and Jaden got introduced. Then I know Chase wanted to meet him, and I called Chase, and he went over there and talked to him, and it just blew up from there, you know? So it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't it just happen to be that way. So, mm-hmm. but that was pretty cool, man. That, hell. Uh, I'm, I grew up in the era of the Fab Five and watching Juwan and all that stuff. So, yeah, okay. So, what's what's next for for you guys? I know he's been to UNC. Now he's been to Michigan. You guys got any other any other stops that you know you're gonna make here in the coming <coughs> weeks and months? Yeah, we're still trying to put that back, put that up together. But um, no, I know we. will it's in the horizon to try to make it back up there for another game. Uh, and then uh, really take a look at, you know, places that he has interest in or potential uh, location that we, we want to see as a family. So, Season wise. I mean, I was obviously at the opener, but you know, how, how are things going since then? Oh man, you missing the show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like that, huh? Yeah, it's a bye week this week, but yeah, you're missing the show. I think he threw for like over 1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns. Um, took the team on a drive, um, uh, on a um, game-winning drive. 
with the two point conversion. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a ride, man. Those, those, that's fantastic. Know. That's fantastic, man. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make it back down to a to a bigger game because those those dudes week one they just <laughs> they wasn't ready. Uh, just screen pass, but um, yeah, the game after that one uh, when we played um, Wetherton, there's a a powerhouse school. We, um, we we did it to them. I mean, hell, he lit them up. And then uh, uh, Charlotte Catholic, Christian Catholic, yeah, that was a tough game. It's a wing T team, so he passed all that game, man. It was a, but it, you know, it was an ugly game, fumbles and stuff like that. But we still, they were still able to pull out the win. You know, he drove them down the field with a minute and twenty seven seconds left. And then threw a dart in the end zone, and we won the game. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Sounds like it's sounds like it is a movie, as they, they say. Man, this dude, uh, you know, they they putting up video game stats in some of these games. So, yeah, it's a show, man. Those those kids, man, they and truly like being playing around each other, so. All right, so that was uh, Mr. Jaden Davis, uh, guys, or Mr. Jeremiah Davis, father of of Jaden Davis, guys. Who, uh, you know, you gotta just you just gotta be encouraged. Uh, don't let up. Don't stop doing what you're doing if you're Michigan because you're in really really good shape. Uh, and I just I feel like I feel like this recruitment isn't gonna go deep into into next year, which is what it seemed like at one point, or deep into the summer. Uh, next year, which is what it seemed like at, at one point. I feel like just my opinion, this is not a statement from Jaden or his dad or anyone in his family. It's just a vibe that I'm getting that especially so he can have a great, the greatest impact on recruiting possible that, you know, I could see this, you know, or midwinter, early spring, if that, if that, maybe it's, maybe it's when the calendar turns, but he, the, the real thing when I went down there to talk to him, uh, that he opened up about as far as timeline is concerned, that he is not married to a particular time frame anymore, which is what it what he was before. Where he's like, I'm it's gonna be next summer sometime. So that's another, I think, positive for for Michigan. But we need to get out of here. Be on the lookout for some updates on the basketball side of things as the coaches were out on the road. Steve, I know you profiled that on the site you had. Uh, you talked about El Marco Jackson being visited. That was Phil Martelli, who, uh, who, by the way, we talked to the King of Philly. I'm gonna put that interview up. You gotta love Phil Martelli. He is a blast to interview. You had Howard Isley down in Atlanta today, seeing Christian Anderson, of course, the commitment, but also seeing Isaiah Collier, the number one player in the country, not just the number one point guard, number one player in the country. You had Sadi Washington out west in Arizona, seeing. Um, Zayden High uh, and some and some other prospects out there as well. So a lot to look forward to. And, of course, Steve, big visit weekend for Michigan, having one of the top uh, defensive targets on, on their board on campus for an official this weekend, right? Yeah, so Chris Peel is back. Big, huge visit, right? <clears throat> Again, we've, we've, I think we've kind of gotten to the point where we've, we've, we've properly hyped. Up. I still don't think he's getting enough attention nationally, uh, but a longtime top target. Uh, you talk about Jaden Davis, talk about the Providence Day school connection there. Uh, Michigan has made that school 
a major priority. I, I think we'd argue that what probably Chris Peel and Jair Hill are still the top two cornerback mm-hmm. targets on Michigan's board. Um, and they're still kind of quietly battling for both of those guys too. Both kids seem very quiet uh, and, and keep things close to the vest. So a uh, big visit for Michigan with Peel because I think he's going to decide sometime, not in the too, too distant future. Uh, so this will probably be their last shot with him on campus, right? So a mm-hmm. uh, big, big visit for Michigan. Really one of the more underrated visits of the, of the next couple months because, you know, corners are what they're looking for. In, in this cycle, and, and he's been a guy that's been near near at the top of their board the entire the entire class. Huge visit from that standpoint, Steve. He told me this is his last visit, and that he went. So this when did I go down there? It was like the was it the end of August or early? I can't remember. Anyway, it all no, it was mid it was mid August. All right, so he said Michigan would be his last visit, and that he would make his decision probably by the end of the month. So that means a decision in the next couple of weeks and the last impression made on him will be Michigan. So we'll see. We'll see. That is a big win, and we certainly will have updates for you over on the MichiganInsider.com. If you like this podcast, be sure to rate it. Be sure to review it. Be sure to tell all your friends about it. And don't forget, join us over on the MichiganInsider.com. That is the place where it all goes down. Message board is outstanding. The coverage is outstanding. You hear the previews from Alejandro. Zach Shaw is a beast when it comes to content production on this team. Best recruiting team in the land. We get it done over on the MichiganInsider.com. And $1 gets you in your first month, become a full-paying member. Then you get a chance to also not just enjoy all of the benefits of membership 24-7 sports, you also get Paramount Plus as well. You cannot beat the bang for your buck over on the MichiganInsider.com. That'll do it for us this time on another edition of the Michigan Recruiting Insider. Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League Knockout Stage, CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.